What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Thinking Project. And of course, this is your host, Dalton Jensen. If you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on Spotify or Apple, please make sure that you subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. That helps the show out incredibly, and especially when you guys share it with your friends. So if you find this valuable, make sure that you share it with your friends. And I hope that you guys enjoy this episode because I got to interview Tanya Brown, who is a creator, innovator, advocate. She has over 20 years of experience in business as an owner and founder, experience as a designer and brick and mortar franchiser. Uh, Tanya is known for being a featured event planner on TLC, and she was recently named Utah's 40 over 40. She's a single mother and is currently earning a master's at USC. She's all around just a badass. I loved this interview. It was so fun to hear her talk about all the issues that were really important to her and to all of us and to shed some light on some pretty amazing topics. So please stay tuned. And remember, this show is not sponsored. The way that it keeps going is when you share it with your friends. And if you're in sales and you want to learn more or sharpen your sales skills, go ahead and join my sales training group, Empathetic Selling Solutions. All of those links will be in the description below. Enjoy the episode and thank you so much for listening. Tanya, I don't do any fancy intros, but thanks for being here. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> of um, so how do you navigate the world of business as a single parent? <laughs> That's an excellent question. It's a million dollar question. Um, as a single parent, I navigate it like most parents do. I allocate my time. I prioritize. I try to be present when I'm with my children. When I'm at work, I try to just kill it. So um, I, you know, single parenthood, I, it's, it's hard to understand unless you've been there. Yeah. Right. You always, when, when you are in a cohabitation situation or a second parent, right. You always have the extra set of hands. You always have a fallback plan. You always have someone who could go run the carpool, you know, you <laughs> yeah, always, yeah. you always have someone that you could divert, you know, attention to. If you've had a long stressful day, you say, Hey child, please go talk to so-and-so, you know, yeah, yeah. the other one. And, uh, as a single parent, you just don't have that. So when that phone call comes in, you know, and I'm in a meeting, I'm going to answer, I'm going to step out. I am going to mitigate my time appropriately. So my kids know I'm there for them. So navigating it as a single parent is it's, um, there's an added layer of responsibility, but it's doable. It's very doable. Yeah. Now, yeah. and you work at Brandless and you do a lot of other things and, I, and we'll get into that for sure. But I wanted to ask, because there's a lot of like these conversations happen, whether it's like, you know, you're a single parent and so you have to navigate that conversation with your employer. Right. Or, or if there, or if any of anything like that happens, right. Because you're also a big advocate of like women in business. Absolutely. So we have to, but I feel like those are generally speaking, those are like pretty difficult conversations to have. Well, you know, like, Hey, I'm a they single are. parent. If we're, you know, cause you're also pretty high up at Brandless. Right. So like if yeah. you're in a meeting, if you're in a top dog meeting, right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I got to split, right. Like, how mm -hmm. do you, how, like, how did you set up that conversation? Was it scary for you? Like, how did you roll through all of those emotions and navigate that? You know, that's one of the things about being a single parent, scary or not, you just do it. So let's yeah. just, let's just set that as a baseline. <laughs> you just do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I would back off of that even, even a little bit further back in my career when I was becoming a single parent and I was being faced with that. Um, I just had to make up my mind, okay, what, what are my no-go areas? Where are my parameters? What type of companies do I want to work for? And am I willing to um, sacrifice certain things? And 
gratefully, thankfully, I just, I just kind of had to dig my heels in and find a little bit of grit and say no one to say no, no one to say yes Mm -hmm. and try to find that balance. So, um, as I've gone through my career as a single parent, um, there have been times I've missed opportunities. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I've had to say no. And there have been other times where I have been sitting across from, from someone and really explained to them very heartfelt and them understanding my value and know what I, knowing what I bring to the table and that I will work 10 times as hard as anybody else, you know, that because of my situation, that they have been very understanding and very flexible. Mm-hmm. So your, your question was about brandless. Brandless is, brandless is a unique, unique <laughs> situation. And the reason I say yeah. it's a unique situation is because uh, we have, we're fortunate enough to have people like Satetro and James Clark, mm-hmm. right, that are at the helm. Um, Matt Durham, right? He's the president of, of Brandless as well. And they are all, they're all very family oriented. They're all very understanding people. They, they do, each one of them has a family, children, that type of thing. And they've been very, very open to understanding what that looks like for their employees. So for me, no, it wasn't scary. Mm. Um, when James and Sid actually, um, approached me about coming to work for them at Brandless, I, I jumped at it. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> when do I start? You know, because, because yeah. they had, they had, um, become close to me, um, in a professional way and in a, and in a personal way and to my children. So they really, they really understand the dynamics. They understand, you know, the, the, um, burden on your time and responsibilities. It's been awesome. So when you say, yeah. was it scary? No, absolutely not. For Brandless, it wasn't scary. No, for but, Brandless, it wasn't but when, scary. But earlier in there, in your career. Absolutely. Any any parent being faced with that. Yeah, that's tough. Especially, and, and, you know, whether you're male or female, you know, I, it, any parent that has to go to an employer and say, look, my children need my time. You know, an employer thinks about it in a lot of different ways. Sometimes think about the bottom line, the time, the restrictions. You're not going to be in that meeting. How can I access you? You know, those types of things. Um, but at the end of the day, I think setting up your priorities and understanding what matters to you and being able to speak about it eloquently mm-hmm. and amicably and also being able to show up in those times when you're not being the parent, when you're at work being that employee, you know, yeah. being able to show up in the ways that you need to, I think brings a lot of value to the table. I like that. And I kind of want to explore how you, um, decided what boundaries you were going to set because whether you're again, like single parent, or, like these things, I think your situation is so cool and, and unique because there's a lot of like lessons everybody can learn from it. Like, and, and so like picking those boundaries, that was probably a really difficult decision. Like, look, no matter what happens, I have to do this. Even if, as you said earlier, right, like you might lose opportunities. So what, what was your hierarchy of figuring out what boundaries to set and what not to set? I think understanding the health of my children um, mm. is is highly important. You know, we uh, <laughs> it's it's not popular to always say your kids need to be a little bit independent. Sure. They they need to be able to self self manage. You know, self regulate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you know there yeah. there are lots of uh, schools of thought and a lot of ways that we've been told to raise our children. Right. Yeah. For me, for me, as long as my children are happy and healthy, I'm going to be okay, and they're going to be okay. And sometimes teaching them, look. I need to be able to answer this phone call. Are you okay? Is everything good? Everything's in order. You know, yeah. and having them be able to recognize, oh yeah, I'm totally fine. Yeah. Like the world's not falling apart right now. Mom <laughs> just needs to answer a phone call or, yeah. you know, I will not be able to answer because I'll be in this meeting from this time to this time. Right. Do we know what an emergency is? And do we, do we <laughs> right, know what yeah. just, oh, my brother's poking me, you know, and yeah. what that is. Right. So, so for me being able to set yeah. those things up with my children, uh, yeah. personally recognizing 
what is healthy for my kids and what is not was right. really, really important to me. And it, and it obviously it varies family to family. Right. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's situation is different for me. I just, I just had to define what that was there you go. and be okay with it. Right. That's the hardest part. It's I mean, like second guessing yourself. Like, ah, did I, was this it? Right. Oh, I Have still you, do. Yeah. You still, I do. still do. Okay. I still do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no. So I'm also in school. I'm also in a master's program at USC. Heck yeah. What are you getting your master's in? Oh, it's a master's of science and project management. Let's go. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, so cool. I bring that to the table because even last night, my daughter is 14 at this point, right? And her, her brother's just left home. He has launched. So it's mm-hmm. just it's just the tween and I at home. <laughs> and, uh, you okay, know, I, yeah. I, have, I still have these classes that I have to attend. And I still need to get schoolwork done and turn it in. This is aside from the day job, right? Yeah, this yeah. is in addition to that. <laughs> right. And I'm still at yeah, this point, yeah. even though I've been a single parent for about eight years now, I'm still at this point questioning, you know, oh, shoot, I need to get this done. I need to get this paper turned in. And my daughter's headed to bed do I need to run upstairs and say goodnight to her? You know, cause when they were younger, that was, that was part of the that parameters. Was it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, have them a, to I have a four year old and a six year old. I get it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> tell me about, no, I want to hear about that. Yours yeah. are still young. So, right. I mean, you probably have set up those, those parameters of like, what is healthy for my kids? Right. How do I show up? Yeah. And it's always like a constant battle of like, are they getting enough? Yeah. Right. Cause I, yeah. cause funny enough, like, I'm also in a master's program. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting, I'm getting an MBA. Um, Good for so yeah, you. doing school, navigating those classes, and then yeah, figuring out like, yeah, and 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 I think you hit the nail on the head with the fact that like you just got to be really like open with people, no matter what, because it's just going to come up. It right? will. It absolutely and will. Interestingly enough, this creates a really f- fun segue into, um, and, and if you've listened to any of my podcast, you know, that I'm a huge, like, so I'm a girl dad, but so I'm a huge women in business and like women empowerment and and all that good stuff. Um, had sit on with Robin Cohen, Susan Peterson, all these heavy hitters. And, and, uh, and so it naturally comes up because, uh, part of this is like, I want this to be like a journal for my daughter and my son, but to like hear these kinds of things. Uh, so you're, you're not only navigating the world of a single parent, which is already difficult (laughs) right and then you're a woman in business which i know is probably not the easiest thing right it's not it's not we still have a lot of social socially accepted things that we consider norms and they're they just oughtn't be and then you know when you when you boil it down to utah even though go utah that's an amazing (laughs) place i love utah i love utah for so many reasons just culturally Yeah. yeah there culturally there is there's become a conundrum or a dichotomy with with women in business just because of things that that have become normal in this state. Mm-hmm. So so actually the list of women that you mentioned are just juggernauts here. They're absolutely amazing. And mm-hmm. they are really, really pushing through some of these boundaries and these barriers. So mm-hmm. being a woman in business is difficult anyway because, I mean, statistically, there's still that pay gap of about 30% mm-hmm. male to female ratio, if you identify that way. There's yeah. that 30% gap. I was actually reading, it's kind of interesting, I was reading um, in Forbes just the other day, and it was talking about how with the gap, the way it is between male and female, people in business, mm-hmm. it will take until 2059 for that gap to be closed at its current rate. Oh, that's crazy. Yes. And actually, when you hit the age of 35 and above, and of course, I'm, yeah. I'm above that by a few years. Sure. <laughs> okay. I'm above that. Yeah. The gap actually increases. That makes sense. 
less so, women are in the war. Is that, I mean, less women are in the workforce and the ones who do have to fight, I'm sure harder. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then all the variables that come into play, you were just talking about being a girl dad, mm-hmm. you know, um, regardless of how you identify and where you, where you yeah. sit in the politics, it's predominantly female who stay mm-hmm. home with children. Yeah. You know, it is pre- predominantly female who have the most impact from having children. Right. Um, paternity leave is awesome, right? Yeah. For, for, for both, uh, for both parents, but it is usually the health, health affects the woman who has had the child. Right. right, right. So the reason I bring that up is because those are types of things that we don't compensate for in the workforce. You know, we, we right. don't, we don't look at, okay, she's been out for three, four months on leave, whereas maybe a partner can go back to work and keep working. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm technically three months behind in understanding what's been going on in the company. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have to kind of catch up. Um, so anyway, there's lots of variables in there, but it is, it is a little bit more difficult being a female in the yeah. workforce. What, what kind of, uh, so you mentioned, um, some of the things, cause this is what I love to get into, right? You talk about like women in the workforce, there's mm-hmm. a huge pay cap. I agree with you there. The, mm-hmm. the craziest thing that I've heard, um, and that I've seen mm-hmm. is not just like pay, but like access to capital, like women's access to capital. When I heard that, that blew my mind. Like we're in the whole FTX thing right now. Yeah. And the, yeah. and I know I know a little bit about that. I did a thing. I did a solo thing on that. But it blows my mind that you can have like the the CEO of WeWork, that this the CEO of FTX. These guys can get billion dollar valuations and have no product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have women over here who have stellar businesses that are making money, and they can, they can't they can barely get a dime. And I, and actually I tell this story a lot. Sid actually called me out on this. Yeah. If you, if you watch the podcast, I, I was like, I, I was like, I was like, how do you feel about the women, you know, women in funding and, and shouldn't that be? And she was like, absolutely. It should be because we need, people need to see that, that, mm-hmm. that we can get that kind of funding. I was like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> and then you talk to like Susan and, and, and all these, uh, you know, women, they're head, they're going headstrong into this access to capital. Absolutely. Which is a huge deal. We Angels just started here. Ooh, tell me about that. I didn't hear that. You haven't heard about We Angels uh-uh. here? Um, it's it's basically a funding group. It's a, it's a program, a group of individuals who have gotten together that are creating a platform for females to have access to more funding, more wow. exposure to it. Good though. So yeah. Good. Though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I just like and 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 you know I've gotten older and since you you know as you grow and the funniest thing is is like. You know, you just start reading things. Like mm-hmm. you just like, all right, I'm just gonna read it. And uh it's just amazing. Like when when everybody has access to capital like that, especially women, like there's no negative impact on society. Absolutely not. In fact, it, it's always triple net positive or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Or more. Mm-hmm. And so it just blows my mind that we still have this this thing. I mean, like, for me, solving a problem all like always goes back to like, well, why is the problem there to begin with? Like, I mean, you can go as deep into this as, as you want. We were talking before, like same wild stuff. But like, <laughs> what what do you think? Like, why do you think this is happening? Because I think that's a really big question so that we can start attacking however we need to to like overcome some of this stuff. Why do I think? Like there's there's a pay gap or there's yep. less access to capital yeah. for women. Like that's, yeah, it blows my mind. Well, I think for me, I just, I go, I go by statistics. There's a lot of qualitative things out there, but what is quantifiable? Mm. What can we actually see out there? Well, you know, like S and P for instance, 500 companies, um, you see maybe it's, I think it's less than 4%. 
that are run by female CEOs. Like it's insane. So if you, if you look at the people who are considered industry leaders or leading out, it is male dominated Mm -hmm. and understanding how, um, to balance that, understand, uh, female attributes and the value that they bring to the table is still a long time coming. Mm-hmm. And, and I think educating uh, both both parties on that, if you identify as male or female, educating how to come together, how to work succinctly with each other, which attributes have value, mm-hmm. I, I think is highly important to actually bridge these types of gaps and yeah. these types of statistics. Um, when we get into the, quali- or the, the qualitative side of it, I think it's more of just understanding what is brought, what is a value add. You know, when, when you look at a lot of the studies that are coming out now about diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. uh, work f- companies that have diverse um, diversity within different teams perform like 10x higher mm-hmm. than, for the sake of this conversation, <laughs> male-dominated companies. Yeah. It's, it's exponentially, they, they outperform them. So yeah. it's, I think it's just educating and getting people used to the idea that all of yeah. us are bringing different attributes and values to the table that actually create this really synergistic environment to be in. Yeah, I think I heard Kevin O'Leary, one of the sharks. He said, like, uh, <laughs> he's like, if you want to get something done, give it to a busy mom because she'll find <laughs> it, she'll find the easiest way to get it done and then get it done. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, right. It, it was it was. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's he's it's playful, of course, but like he also has a point. Like we like people, like we still work, and I and for me, it's. I think a big part of this argument, one thing mm-hmm. that I always try to like combat when I hear this is like, because you got we angels, right? And I'm sure one of their things is like, we default to women, if not holy women own businesses, which I think is great. But yeah. the argument is always like, well, you know, is, isn't that like sexist or whatever? And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I, I, I always go like this. I'm like, we live in America. Yeah. And the, the whole premise of this is if I have the money, I can do whatever I want with it. So if I want to yeah. if I want to create a venture a VC or a PE mm-hmm. that only gives money to women, I'm in America, right? Like I remember Go when the it. when the Jazz were doing this and they were only giving scholarships to like minority children. Yeah. I was like, that's great, mm-hmm. and everybody was mm-hmm. all like, that's racist. And I was like, no, because we live in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're a private owned entity; they can do whatever they want with their money. Absolutely. And, I, and by the way, Absolutely. and and that's kind of like the how I how I how I start. But obviously, I think it's a good thing. Like I have a, like, I think it's a good thing that you have minority scholarships. I think it's a good thing that you have women only VCs. Like, yes, we need to give people shots. Yes. And this is not a zero sum game, right? Absolutely. It is not going to take away from you if (laughs) someone else is getting funding. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's not really a thing. Right. There's so much money. And I think we have to stop thinking of it as a zero sum game. Right. right, We have to think about what are, what are the attributes? What are you trying to build? Where are you trying to go with this? And does that interest me? And should I fund that? Yeah. Now this is always a really, I ask this question a lot because I just love getting perspectives on it, but there's a balance of, there's a balance of. Um, and, and how do you help, like empower women with this mindset? But there's a, there's a balance of like being held accountable. Like mm-hmm. there is a little bit of like, we have to get, if we're going to get this done, we have to do it by ourselves. Right. And then, and then the other side of it, which is like, the system is kind of rigged against us. <laughs> right? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you kind of have to, but you kind of know. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and both are true. Yes. But how do you like balance that when you're rallying the truth? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, how do you like, look, we do need to like, realize that this is us, yeah. but also like, I do understand that it's going to be a lot harder for us. Right. Oh, absolutely. And <clears throat> I think just accepting that's okay. 
Yeah. Like going That's around. Yeah. Go, yeah, it's the start, right? Uh, we we like to talk about these causes. We like to talk about these issues. But who is actually out there mm-hmm. creating action? Who is actually out there changing things? Yeah. You know, if you go into yeah. a company and you say, okay, your females are getting paid 30% less than male counterparts are doing exactly the same job right. as them, right? <clears throat> Pardon me. A company can't legally and technically go in there and say, oh, I just heard about this, so now I'm going to bump your pay 30%. You know, okay. because, oh, my goodness, can you imagine the coup that would happen? <laughs> right. So the, the whole idea is understanding it's there and actually creating actionable yeah. things to fix it. Yeah. And it's it's OK us knowing this. It's yeah. OK me hearing it. One of the one of the big things that has come up in my mind is there there even even within the female business sector. You know, you hear people saying, I don't want to be identified or stereotyped or labeled as a female CEO. Right. Right. I just want to, be, just a want to be a Well, that CEO. was the question I asked Sid, right? Like, right. <laughs> oh, why, why, did, why was the headline, you know, largest female-led round, mm-hmm. right? Why wasn't it, why can't we just, like, the, and, and anyway, go ahead. But Less yeah, than 3% she, of females <laughs> right. receive funding. Yeah, so we got to so, make it a point. <laughs> let's make it a point, and that's yeah. okay. It's okay yeah. to do that. It's yes. not going to take away from the legitimacy of what you do. In fact, right. I feel like it gives them a platform to say, legitimately less than three percent and we were able to accomplish this right now you can too yeah Sid's yeah. a good thing just because you're talking about Sid huge Sid fan yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I didn't mean to like I just remember like this this happening in our conversation and she yeah. checked me and I was yeah. like yeah you're right I was like you're right man. that's true that's yeah. true so to <clears throat> your to your point I think it's okay to call that out and mm-hmm. I think it's okay to say you know we could accept that this is the case so now let's figure out how to find a solve for it let's yeah. find a solution and overcome it yeah yeah, because yeah. that's always the hard one, right? Because you never want to like, like I'm a huge empathy person. And so you never want to f- yeah. have somebody feel like they're not heard or they're not seen. But like at the end of the day, like we got to get some shit done. And we, oh, absolutely. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yes. that, that should be a fire, not a not a roadblock. You know absolutely. what I mean? It should be like, this is the gas that gets us going. I think that's cool. So how did you like get to this point in your career? Did you always, was this like the goal when you were a kid? <laughs> This is to, to be. To this be. is awesome. We need to have Oprah and Dr. Phil in here with us. Okay, like yeah, let's, let's just be transparent here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was one of those. I was one of those nerdy little girls that, and I and I say that endearingly because yeah. I'm a huge empath as well. I was one of those people that I wanted to be like Diane Keaton and Baby Boom, right? Where she is just killing it out there in New York. She is just taking on the boardroom, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was not raised in an environment that that was that that was the thing, mm. right? Um, and so I had all these hopes and these dreams. I wanted to become a doctor. I was that kid looking in the, yes, encyclopedia at the <laughs> right. time. You could not Google at this point. Right. The encyclopedia looking yeah. up like gross anatomy terms and all the things, right? Yeah. I just I just had all these huge hopes and dreams. But life happens, right? Culture happens. Conditioning happens. Whatever it is happens. And you don't end up in that place you think you're going to end yeah, up. That's wild. It is wild. It is yeah. so wild. So to the point of being a single parent, that's actually what lit my fire is when you when you're faced with these with these situations where it's like this or that choose x or cho- choose the red pill or the blue pill yeah you know you make your choice and for me it was one of those things that um talk about turning like trauma and tragedy into opportunity for me it was like okay this is the opportunity to do what i need to do do what i want mm. to do and actually because you know there's no other option at this point like yeah it's it's do or die at this point is my children and me against the world and we have to do this so you know, prior to that, that huge aha moment for me, um, I did a lot of things. I dabbled in a lot of business, 
you know, I, I designed, I built things, I fundraised for people, you know, consulted, mm -hmm. did all of the things, dabbled in all the, I was an eternal student. <laughs> right. I was always in school, right? I was that yeah. person. I was like, I want to learn about finance. I want to learn about accounting. I'll yeah. just go to school. There's a class for that. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did all of those things. Um, but what, what I found was when I was faced with that choice of what am I going to do? What is that little girl from way back? We're not going to count how many years, but way back in the day, what is she going to do now? You know, it actually created this opportunity for me to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my career. Wow. And I just happened to have, I just happened to have that group of individuals around me who were cheerleaders that yeah. were like, yeah, totally do it. Go out and kill it. What can we do? How can we help you? And I'm like, I have this idea. Well, let's do this. I can show you how to do that. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you just, you just have to hone your skills obviously and just go out there and do it. Just right. start. So were you in... I guess in the corporate world prior to becoming a single parent? I was, I okay. was in a lot of different ways. Okay, so, cool. um, way back in the day I helped franchise some brick and mortar, you know, bridal stores, oh, you know, sweet. did a lot of design work there. Oh, um, cool. you know, there was a cement company in there somewhere, <laughs> you know, there was, <laughs> there was a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, you know, there are offshoots of that. I, I dabbled in the event planning world because it was fun. You know, yeah, that, and, yeah, and I just happen to have the aptitude and the patience to do it. Right. And stress to me is like, eh, whatever, let's just <laughs> laugh about it. Um, and so, so, I was, so I just had these opportunities that I was just willing to take. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's one of the things that got me to where I am now. If you're talking about the path and the trajectory that I've been on. So when an opportunity presents itself, it's a matter of prioritizing and saying, can I say yes? Can I say no? Yeah. And a lot of those opportunities I just said yes to. So yes, I was in the corporate <laughs> world prior to now, okay. prior to now. Um, but it was definitely a delicate balancing act when you're yeah. talking about being a parent. Um, you know, at that time, the balancing act was there, there are other demands that I don't deal with now, but there, there were demands at the time that were the priority yeah. that I needed to choose. Right. And so, so my career path was, Eclectic. <laughs> there you go. It was eclectic. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but I, I really enjoy that part of the story because it, because that's what it is, right? It's a part of your journey. Like that's what got you here today. You say yes to opportunities. You you dig down and you figure it out, and and that's like really what you have to do. Like if you want to get absolutely there, right, absolutely. And when you think about entrepreneurship, or there's the this the new term, right, of being a generalist. Yeah. Right. And in, in the work in the workplace. And it's like <laughs> right. you you have to have a, a broad skill set. Yeah, yeah. You have to have a lot of experience under your belt. And so for me, it's been one of those things as my career has developed, especially yeah. over the last eight years. It's been like I can't say yes to those things right. because I know I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> right. I'll be very transparent with yeah. you. I cannot go out and build a risk model for you, sure. but I definitely understand it. And I can find the person that could do that for us. That's do you know it. what I mean? That's it. So that's, Listen. That, that is what people don't get because I'm the same way because yeah. I, I learned, I heard the full quote one time of the, that a jack of all trades is a master of none. That's right. But it's still better than a master of one. That's right. That <laughs> right? is right. You know what I mean? Preach. And you're like, and you're like yeah, because I do that too. Like people are like, yeah. well, how did you do this? Because they'll ask me the same question I'm asking yeah. you. And, and I get the same answer. I'm like, look, mm -hmm. dude, you just have to say yes. Like I know enough about it. Like. Like what yeah. you said, like, I can't do that, but I know yeah. someone who can, and mm -hmm. I know enough to have an intelligent conversation to know, like, I know what I need you to do. And mm -hmm. I know what right looks like when it's delivered. That's right. So, I'm That's right. so I was like, screw everything else. Like, 
just give it to me. I'll figure it out. Absolutely. <laughs> Curiosity is a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, happen yeah. to be one of those kids that was always like, why, when, how, why, why? <laughs> right. You know, I still am to this day. Yeah. I'm, I'm always like, hmm, that's interesting. Why? Yeah. Please tell me. Please explain <laughs> to me. I was actually I was sitting I was sitting down with our social media director the other day and I and I said, I need you to talk to me about the back end of this, like the tech, the technicalities of it in, in the most, um, m like dumb, I hate to say dumb down cause it's kind of derogatory, but yeah. dumb down way. I literally said that to yeah, you. Yeah, you yeah. can. So I understand what happens yeah. when I click something, what happens out there in yeah. social media land right, right, to right. actually, so I can <laughs> fill in the gaps to monetize this, right? you know, and, and it's something where she is the expert in her field and she was able to explain all these things to me. Yeah. You know, and that's I'm, how you know you got an expert too. Cause, exactly. Cause you also exactly. like, you also like want to learn this stuff. But mm -hmm. when I do that too, mm -hmm. I'm also testing people. Like, do I have the right person? Because if you can water it down enough that I can For understand me it, to understand, <laughs> then I know. Then I know. Then I know you got it, man. That's right. So let's go. Right. <laughs> I love those people. Yeah. I love those people who educate us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, because you know, you just that, and that's why I when I talk to business owners who don't want to learn about accounting and don't want to learn about finance, I'm like, that's how people steal money from you. Oh, when you don't know yes. about accounting and finance, I'm like, yeah. so you got to know enough to know mm -hmm. what's right and what's wrong. You don't mm -hmm. have to be an expert, but you got to know. And uh, and a lot of people just don't get that. Like, you know, a lot of people go out, like I've heard tragic stories about like going out of business because somebody stole money from you. Oh, absolutely. Because you didn't know what an internal control was. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. you didn't understand like the fraud triangle. Yes. Right? Like, you got to take these things away because like people are good, mm -hmm. but but we're also, we also have instincts. And if I'm, and if I need, and if, and if it's you, my family, like that's like the ethical dilemma in, in someone's head when they commit fraud, right? Like if it's my family or your money, I'm going to pick my family and take it. Right. Money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though that's wrong, but you see what I'm saying? But, but thank if you, you for qualifying <laughs> that statement, even though but, it's wrong. <laughs> but, but if you take away the opportunity for them to steal, but we're fine. Of right? course. Of you course. Know? Yeah. And uh, it's just, it, it, it blows my mind that, uh, that, that people don't want to like ex explore. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. But I find that's that's what that's what that's what motivates me. I know I'm kind of stuttering there because I'm like, there's so many adjectives I could use for this. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. people talk about their why. Yeah. And it's usually some emotional affect. One of my why is one of my why is there are many. There are yeah. many. But one of my why's is like, I want to know. That's yeah. my why. Just I want to be educated. I want to learn. I want to learn a new skill set. I want to develop an attribute. I want to expand something. I love it. So for me, uh, that's when you going back to the premise of what started this conversation was my career. Mm -hmm. That's been that's been my biggest thing. That's been my biggest value add to any company that I go into is is hmm that's interesting. <laughs> Let me try that. I'll do it. I'll take yeah. on the risk and I'll make it happen for you because yeah. it just my little nerdy self that we talked about comes yeah. out and I'm like oh I'm gonna figure that yeah. out. Yeah, one of my mottos for that. I'll find is a like, solve for that. Yeah, one of my mottos <laughs> is like, like, I'll definitely figure it out. And I go, mm. and I always say, um, my favorite motto is far from perfect, but perfect from afar. No, oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You're like, yes. You're like, yeah. that's what it's going to be. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll get it done. <laughs> totally. I'm like, we'll you know, this may be a little messy, but it's going to be fun while it's but, messy. Yeah, but it's going to be cool. And we can iterate enough to make it beautiful. <laughs> yeah, 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 but you got to start. But that's, the, but that's yeah. the cool thing about like a generalist, right? Is like yeah. the, the advantage that a generalist has over a specialist is that we'll start oh, even if yeah. even if it looks ugly mm -hmm. at first right and i yeah. had this i heard we were at a mastermind and i heard this female founder yeah. say she was like look if you if you if your product is perfect you launch too late and i was like 
Wow. Damn. That's Let, right. Let's go. That's right. I was like, she's like, you just need to do it. Right. Yeah. It's going to look crappy and you got to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's talk about this because I was at the consumer summit. That was last year. Yes. Right. It was, it was, well, it was this year. I mean, it's still 2022. Oh my gosh, man. I'm oh, yeah. losing my mind. There's <laughs> another one coming up in April. Just, I want you to know that. The consumer summit. Oh, yeah. it's going to oh. be annual year over year. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll be, okay. I'll yeah. be there. Okay. Be there. But you were, <laughs> so this was the first year mm-hmm. and that it was, you were the mastermind behind it all. You were the, you were, you were it. How, what was that like? Because that, that's part of like building community is like getting people in the same room who have the same values and want to learn the same thing that by itself mm-hmm. is really hard to do. Just in like, I can say I'm throwing an event and throw yeah. hundreds of thousands of marketing at it to get people there. Yeah. But like when I was there, it was just cohesive. Like people wanted to be there. They were excited to be there. We all had the same purpose and that that's hard to do. It's very hard to you know do. What I'm saying. What's even harder to do, if I may add just yeah, like ahead, one yeah. little layer on that. Yeah, let me yeah, let me have is to get people there who aren't necessarily of the same mindset, who aren't necessarily there for the same goal. If you mm. can get those people there and get their buy-in, yeah. you've now accomplished something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, yes, what you're saying, community, community is why I do events. Yeah. Having Yes, as a collective, as a whole. But the interesting thing about community is when is when you start to pull it apart, we're each individuals that are a piece of that larger community, right? So for me, when I look at it, I look at it holistically like that. But I also think, okay, how, how do we build this community? And what is that going to look like when we're done with a product? And you have to look at each individual person, and that's what excites me about events. Mm. Like, you know, okay, yeah. let, me, let me take a sidebar for a second. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Through the course of my career, Talking talking about the dynamics within relationships, you you hear a lot of oh, so you order tablecloths and flowers, good for you. You're gonna get those right. You're laughing because you've done events, right? <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 do you yeah. understand what it takes to do events? Yeah, you know the negotiations, the fundraising, you know the organization, right? right. The psychology side of it, which you're talking about, you know, and the socioeconomic side of it, and what are you trying to build, and where are you trying to go, and like, there's all these dynamics to events, so. Yeah. Let's just package this wholly first <laughs> right. and then let's talk about community. Okay. Yeah, so back yeah, yeah. to community. Um, one of the things that excites me about it is understanding that moment in time that that person engages with something that you've created that allows them to be part of the whole Yeah. where they feel like they're now part of that one mindset that you talked about with a common goal and they have all come together now and they feel like they're part of that bigger, the bigger mission, if you will. Yeah. Consumer Summit. That's what that was Consumer, all about. Yeah, and, and it was great. And it was like the first time, uh, like normally I don't go to those kinds of events. Because like, I don't know, I just like. Uh, and you came to ours. But, but I, and that was the first one that I ever <laughs> went to. Because I was like, you know what? Because uh, the, at the time I looked at the price of the ticket and I was like, all right, whatever. Let's go. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. What, yeah, I'll go out to dinner with my family of four and spend more money on that. And so let's let's see what happens. <laughs> and because like, but like genuinely, that's what my mindset was. But yeah. I was in, I got slapped upside the head when I got there because it was like amazing, right? It was wonderful. I love that. I love to hear that. Yeah, I it was wonderful. Because you just, but that's also, you know, part of it. And, and uh, t- so talk about April. Can you, do you know a lot of the details about April? We are not letting the details out about April, but it is going to be bigger, badder, and on steroids. Let's go. So you know how launch year is. It's like you said, (laughs) put out the first product. It might be a little, yeah. Um, It was, was, right? It was was awesome. What was was so great? I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Like, what was so great about it for you? You know what? I'm always, uh, for me, it's always about the the community side of it and the psychological Mm -hmm. side because it was really Mm -hmm. cool to be there. 
um, to hear the panels, uh, to hear everybody's different mindset. But you know what I was there for? I was there to network. I was there to get yeah. people on my podcast. That's how I met Sid. Uh-huh. She she came off the stage and she mm-hmm. was, I don't know why she was in the crowd doing something. She probably wasn't <laughs> supposed to be there. But I remember like, I just went up and I was like, loved your talk. Yeah. I want you on my podcast. She's like, all right, here's mm-hmm. my email. Yeah. That's how I met all these really cool people. So for me, it's always like, that's what I love is like, I love being the little fish in a big pond. Yeah. Cause, cause you just get to soak it all up. Like mm-hmm. I, I know, mm-hmm. I know. And the thing, the thing that <clears throat> makes this podcast cool and, and makes events like that cool is like, I know where I'm at. Like, yeah. I, and, I, and I'm cool with that. Like, I don't care. I don't need to be a big fish. <laughs> right. I like to be in rooms where I can listen. Right. Like I don't, I can talk less. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And uh, that's what it was for me. Cause hearing like, and that's when I was introduced, like I, <laughs> I was like, like a little kid, like at Halloween, because like, like you had Susan Peterson and all the panelists in a circle, and these heavy hitters talking, and I'm just listening because I want to ask Susan if she'll come mm-hmm. on my podcast, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, <laughs> and, I love your face and, right now, and uh, yeah, 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 and I'm like, so I'm just listening, and then she gets, uh, we talk, and mm-hmm. but she's talking about like, we're gonna get more women in Utah money, we're gonna do that, we all need to get together, and it mm-hmm. like she was in a circle with hundreds of people around, but like she was firing up that whole circle and everybody who could listen. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and same with Sid and like, uh, uh, Davis Smith from mm-hmm. Cotopaxi. He gave a great talk. And like this, the way the everything is shifting was just really cool to like, for me, it was like validating. Cause I, I've always had the idea that like social media started to connect the world, yeah. but, and, and we've come back full circle because mm-hmm. now social media is connecting our neighborhoods Absolutely. so that we can like come back to community, mm-hmm. which I thought was fa- fascinating. I can't tell you how exciting it is to hear all of that because, of course, I'm taking it and I'm like, actually, in April, (laughs) (laughs) amazing things are happening. (laughs) Well, see, here's all the things that you just talked about is is what I love um, the opportunity to do every Mm -hmm. single day. When you talk about career, when you talk about being a single parent, when you talk about this trajectory, everything that we've mm. already talked about on this podcast, this is why I do it, <laughs> is for this reaction. Exactly. Yeah. And the only the reason it's possible is because of our business community here in Utah. So going all the way back to being like, yeah, Utah. Yeah. You get heavy hitters in a room that are willing to sit on a panel, that are willing to sit on a stage yeah. and talk to, as you refer to, little fish. Yeah. I don't see it that way, but when you look at when yeah. you look at the dynamics in the room, yes, these people are absolutely extraordinary and yeah. they're doing amazingly um, new and innovative things. And they are they are completely transitioning the Utah, you know, economic landscape mm-hmm. with with these companies that they're building. And they're willing to sit in a room and a launch here at Consumer Summit. Yeah. And talk about all these amazing projects that they're doing, yeah, share and information and knowledge, rub shoulders with you. Well, and you what's know? cool is like. They're all, everybody was funny. Everybody was light. Like it was, that was the cool part. Like, I don't know if that was intended or not, but to me it it was refreshing because it was like, oh, thank goodness. Because you go to some of these other summits and like everything's scripted. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, (laughs) like, I think when I, I think it was Susan, somebody was up there and she was like, we had like a MILF party or whatever. (laughs) And then somebody called her out and she was like, well, you're not a MILF. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. I was like, there you go. I do not have issue with that term. Totally fine. I don't either. It's fine. So- <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever helps you feel better. Yeah. Like I don't care either. And so that that's uh, uh that's really cool. Now, um, how do you navigate? Like this is di- a different question, right? Um, because you're getting you're building these events, mm-hmm. and inevitably you have. I, I'm sure that you run into some ego, right? <laughs> 
and, and not with anybody that we've mentioned before. And I don't even know not. if, and, and I don't, and you could, you could, you could hit me with this. I could hit you with this question. You'd be like, Don, you're full of shit, which is fine. But like, how do you navigate some of the, some of the egos? Like, because when you're building a community, you're going to run into this stuff. Everybody's got something to All say. Everybody's going to do this. So All like, the time. Yeah. like, how do you, how do you handle those situations? How do you run that? Hmm. Well, we're not going to name names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody that I've already said. But no, yes, of course but. not. Of course not. Um, you know, the way I, I have been, I will say blessed or developed mm. eh, sixes at this point. <laughs> I've, I've, I tend to love people. I just love people. It's the whole inclusion, you mm -hmm. know, thing that I have going on that I, that I really embrace. Um, I try to look at people holistically. I try to understand the whys. It goes mm -hmm. back to the, like, you know, yeah. goober side <laughs> where I'm like, oh, why is that? Yeah. Um, understanding all of those things helps me personally navigate ego. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, being where some of those egos are is, of course, like everybody else on this planet where they have dealt with things, they have gone through things, traumas, triggers, you know, over overextended accolades, you know, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I am the I am the bomb diggity and you know it and I'm right, going to show right. you, you know, whatever the causation of that ego is mm. for me, it's just it's easy to understand it and just to be like, OK, I see you. I see mm -hmm. you. So this is, I need to perform in this way, mm, you know, to help yeah. facilitate whatever you need to be doing. Right. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm really okay with that. Now, obviously, obviously we, we start to get into some, a little bit choppier waters when that ego perpetuates something that's damaging. Right. Yeah. 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 And, but I like how, you know, but I like how you navigate that because if it's that, I mean, that's a really good way of doing it. Like if it's not going to, like no, knowing what battles to fight and what to look Of course. For. You're like, all right, Absolutely. Like, the, well, we'll Absolutely. fight, we'll play this game. Like, let's do it. Cause that, that, but that's also just important, like in business yeah. in general, right? Like you got to know like what battles to pick and what battles to lose. And you got to understand people's personality. But of yeah, course. I think it just comes from yeah. that, uh, that, that empathy perspective. Like I'm a huge, I mean like a huge empathy, like proponent too, is mm -hmm. because it's just like it, you just win more. I think like empathy used to be like this really woo woo yeah. term. Right. Yeah. But like, now it's, it's, a it's very power. well yeah well it's very tactical too like it you is. you're allowed to like you can be empathetic and still be really firm of like, course and people under people can feel like i've had conversations where like people are like man i feel like you really care but that was a really hard conversation because you're like <laughs> well i do but like but yeah. like because well, we can't like you know what i mean like we have that's part of empathy yeah is being able to do all of those and navigate those Egos. Being firm doesn't yeah, negate yeah. empathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being yeah, yeah, firm yeah, yeah, is right. just like, you know what? I have my own personal boundaries and this is how I operate. Yeah. And yeah. I can be firm with you. And to be honest, I need to give you feedback <laughs> because, okay, you know, we yeah, need to get yeah, on the same page right, here. How right. can we do that? Where's the yeah, solution? That's cool. Yeah. Any other events coming up next year mm. besides the Consumer Summit that you, you can't talk about? If we, you can't talk we, about it, yeah, I mean, we could talk about We could yeah. throw some little teasers out there. Okay. okay. Consumer Summit. Yeah. Yes, it's April, happening. That's going to be dope. It is. Yes, it's happening. And um, we have actually, with Wasatch Innovation, we have partnered with them to do Win 50 Consumer. They do the Win 100. We're doing Win 50 Consumer. What's the win? What's the win? One hundred. Oh my goodness! This is going to be amazing. <laughs> so this is going to be um, the cool thing about um, partnering with Wasatch Innovation is we actually it is a you can nominate your consumer companies that, oh, cool. that you're aware of, right? And then we have like peer to peer nominations oh, that actually cool. decide who actually wins these awards and these accolades. 
So that's what's really cool about that. Oh, that's and cool. it and it kind of it ties into this whole thought leadership that we that we developed with Consumer Summit, right? We, yeah, like which yeah, which I enjoy. There are so many consumer brands here. Uh, they, not it blows just people's not mind. just in Utah, but at a national level. Like we we need to keep we need to keep growing this thing. Yeah. So so that's on that's on the docket. Cool. And then then we're developing we're developing a second kind of flagship event. That Sweet. will be headlined and sponsored by Brandless and Clark Capital Partners. Well, then let's go. I'm excited. Mm. We just got to keep we'll, keep an eye out, right? We'll keep an eye out for that. <laughs> we'll 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 make that announcement around the Consumer Summit time for everybody. Oh, so cool. keep an eye out for it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you said something, and my ADHD <laughs> did not help me out. <laughs> You're my, fine. My You're lost fine. my train of thought, but um, I, I'm excited because you guys definitely have a lot of stuff going. Here's what I was gonna say. Utah is like, you have like Silicon Slopes, right? Like yes. that's what it's called because oh, you yeah. got all the tech companies yeah. and stuff like that. But what's, what's crazy and what I really gravitated to, I worked in tech for like two years and I'll probably never do it again because it was terrible. <laughs> um, I met a lot of really awesome people, but yeah. the tech scene wasn't me. Yeah. But then, then you learn about like, cause then you're like, dude, it felt like the only way to make it in Utah was tech. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the heck? And then, but, but actually a turning point for me was a consumer summit. Cause you're like, yeah. Holy crap! Look at all these brands out here. Mm-hmm. We're in we're in Sharehouse yeah. right now with with e- all the e-commerce brands in Utah. Like, mm-hmm. there is so much more to Utah than whatever you know, whatever you want to say. Like, I'm from <laughs> Iowa, so we heard all of the Utah stuff, right? Oh, but yeah. even like tech and whatever religion or whatever, like, mm-hmm. there's so many cool things that that happen that don't get the light as much as some of these other places, right? Like, I remember being in tech. And like we had like ever like they stopped working when they raised mm-hmm. a couple million in funding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm with a company right now that's gone through like four rounds. You never even heard about it because <laughs> it's yeah. just like we don't need to do that. Like we just mm-hmm. need, hey, like, no, you need to like move. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm yeah. not saying that's everywhere, but like that was the feeling that I got. And, and yeah. people are going to hate me for people are going to say whatever. They, yeah, yeah, I don't just let them say it. yeah. But whatever. Because yeah. like, this is how I felt. But there's a lot, a lot of cool professionals here who are doing just. In, insane things there are it's amazing you know w- just going back to everything we've been talking about with consumer yeah. summit utah exactly all the points you just touched on yes silicon slopes yeah yes the tech summit yeah. absolutely but that's that has overshadowed all these other yeah. amazing things that are happening here in utah right. and one of the really really interesting things is if you look at the underbelly of utah all of these investors and all of these com- companies are actually cross-functionally helping each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah We yeah. are all hand-holding on some <laughs> level. <laughs> right. And th- no, that's what makes You're Utah yeah, so true. dynamic and so interesting mm-hmm. is that everyone is kind of helping everybody else out. I mean, we, we have kids that don't play nice in the sandbox. You're going to sure, find that whatever. everywhere. Yeah, but for the most <laughs> part, predominantly, we've got this amazing ecosystem that's like Consumer Summit. Yeah, we'll jump on board with that. That's amazing. Yeah. Let me be involved. And then you end up with all the people that you saw on stage. Yeah. Right? Which was, which was cool. It yeah. was really fun. It, yeah. it was good. And, and kudos to you, to Brandless, Thank for everybody you. pulling that off. I can't wait for the next one. Um, before I let you go, yeah. please let everybody know where they can follow you, how they get a hold of Brandless, <laughs> all that good stuff. Well, you can find us at brandless.com. Yeah. Um, and then of course you can find me on LinkedIn. Cool. And then, yeah. and then all that'll be in the description, but thank you so yeah. much for being here, Tanya. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. <laughs>